What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 41. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? There's a lot of Blessing, and I don't know where to start. So number one, you're wearing the Halloween jacket that I said I would wear this week on Games Daily because I had forgotten to wear it so far and then never made it to the office this week. And so the question immediately becomes, because I can't tell if it's very big on you or if it's the right size because you look like you've tailored it. Is this the jacket from the office? And if it's the jacket from the office, did you run over there during Games Daily today to get it when I said I couldn't have it? Absolutely not. This is my own. No, it fits me perfectly. This is one that um, my friends at Spirit Halloween sent me because they heard that I was a very, very big fan of Halloween. They were like, oh, we heard that you know all about the Halloween colors. We heard that this is your favorite holiday of the year. And so we want to send you some goodies. And so they, they went ahead and sent me they went ahead and sent me the, 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 the jacket, sent me the pants. Oh, you're wearing the pants, too. Wow. Yeah, I'm wearing the pants, too. From what I understand huh. of the PSI Love You XOXO host, Blessing is the one who really, really loves Halloween. Yeah, no, that's yeah. why I got the Halloween huh. colors in my lights in the background. Yeah, yeah. See, is he purple? Purple, not a Halloween color, but of course you can't have like a black light, and so I'm going for the orange and purple just to celebrate. You know, huh? Love Halloween. I don't think they sent it to you. I don't think Spirit Halloween hit you up and really? sent you this. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, what? I, how else do you explain this? You went to it's Spirit right Halloween size. and bought it. Why would I go to Spirit Halloween and buy a suit? Why you would know? Spirit Halloween send you things and not me? They know I'm the bigger Halloween fan. That's not how I, don't I know heard it. The, I don't, yeah, I don't know if you're the bigger Halloween fan. Like, Greg, I mean, what What are the Halloween colors? Do you even know? You're orange and black. You're the, you're oh, the one who didn't know it's orange and black. black. You were the I'm one surprised. saying purple and green yeah, or something. You didn't even know I'm orange just, was one of them. I'm surprised you knew that they were orange and black. Because usually when I ask people that question, most people don't really even know. Uh, but yeah, it's orange and black. I'm shocked that you got it right. Yeah, orange and black. What in your background is even Halloweeny, Greg? Yeah, and like you're not even like I mean, wearing like a Halloween thing right now. There's like, the the spiders the, there, the ghosts there. This light changes color. I barely, color I, I barely see it. There's pumpkins over there. Look at this the is trick or treat right there. The lights. There's ghosts here, off, meaning that he's living in a spooky place because the lights are off in his in his living room behind him. I love Halloween. I can't wait. I can't. It, it, the, the thing that's a bummer is that this month means so much, so much to me because it's both Donktober and October, and I love both things equally. Like I love Donkey Kong, but I also love Halloween and spookiness and scariness and the ghosts and the goblins and all of it. Oh, you got a, you got like a pumpkin cup. That's actually shocking to me. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, blessing. All right, all right, blessing. I didn't realize you loved Halloween this much. Or is it just fall? Do you just like fall? Is that no, what I like I Halloween? Think? I like Halloween. I mean, I like oh, fall. Like Halloween. Yeah. Wow. That's a weird. I know the suit. What's the? I know the suit is expensive. It was like fifty bucks. So I don't think for a joke you would do this. That's the piece that's missing from this puzzle. Is how you came into possession of this suit. I'm telling you, Spirit Halloween. They heard about how much that I, how much I love Halloween, and they were like, "All right, let's do, let's do something about this. Let's get, let's get you some Halloween." Can you here. introduce me and to then, your Spirit Halloween contact? Because I would like some free things from there. They it was literally of- at Spirit Halloween on Twitter. <laughs> they hit me up, DM me, and they're like, "We, we know how much you love Halloween. We know how much you love to celebrate this this holiday. We know I'm how much you Twitter. love to go door to door, tricker tricking and and treating and it's trigger treat. The- it's trigger treat. I mean, you're doing both. Depends. Like if they don't have the treats, then I'm tricking. Because. <laughs> You know, did they follow you? Uh, I don't know. If they follow me. They just DMG, you think? 
Yeah, my my DMs are open, which I shouldn't say on a show, but th- they are at blessing junior lying. No, they don't. They don't follow me. Well, I've, I've just, now you know, you're in trouble because now I've tweeted a spirit Halloween publicly, and we'll see. I just said is blessing junior lying. I wish we'll I had a name say. because I don't have a name from of the person who DM'd me from the spirit Halloween account. It has the check mark in it and everything at spirit Halloween on on Twitter. They hit me up. I can read you their message verbatim. They said, "Hello, we heard you like our spooky pumpkin suit <laughs> and wanted to send you one of your own." Uh, and then they asked me for my address and all and 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 all that stuff. Um, but of course, you know they're the homie. Shout out to Spirit Halloween. Halloween, my favorite holiday. I'm glad they took notice. I'm glad that they sent me this suit. I'm glad that I can celebrate orange and black. Two of my favorite colors. I, I should I should put out there too. I love the colors orange and black. In my head, I planned an open in the show talking about your new teeth, the fact this is your first show back, and how they, because of that we didn't want to stress you out and do too much. Hold mm-hmm. on, the doorbell just rang. Yeah, that's that actually shocked me. I didn't realize you, you even had a doorbell. Oh yeah, we got a doorbell. <laughs> We're big time doorbell people that's over awesome. here. Uh, but now you, you've, you, you, you've befuddled me and confused me with this Halloween stuff. Cause I don't understand how spirit Halloween would reach out to you first. That's what doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, why would they reach out to you? Uh, why? Cause I, I like, I don't You don't, in, you didn't know the Halloween colors. We said, what are the Halloween colors? You didn't know the Halloween colors. And now spirit Halloween is hitting you up because they've heard you like Halloween. It just doesn't check. Something doesn't pass the smell test here. I don't recall me not knowing the Halloween colors. <laughs> I you gotta pull you you gotta timestamp that for me. I gotta go back and listen to that. I don't recall this. It'd be real hilarious if that was like Spirit Halloween at the door, being like, "Hey, by the way, like we're dropping off your thing." Well, yeah, it's just no. There's just multiple things happening at once, making me very, very off guard here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know like last week happened. Uh, you mentioned my tooth, and yeah, I, I to be for the record, I didn't get new teeth. I basically got one. Yeah, let me see. Let me see your teeth. I don't know if I should show it now. It's not fully healed yet, and so it's kind of it's kind of nasty in there. But like, let me see just the front two. The I mean, the front they two look the same. The, they look they look the same. You I said my, you were getting my, new teeth. My wisdom teeth. My wisdom teeth are, are the ones that, or is the one that got removed. I was supposed to get multiple removed. It's a long story. It's a long, terrible, painful story about how I had a toothache like a week and a half ago. Was like, oh, this will go away. Didn't go away. Was like, all right, I should go to a dentist got kevin's dentist kevin's dentist couldn't see me for uh for like weeks out ended up uh uh scheduling an earlier dentist went to that dentist and this is like monday last week went to that dentist and they're like oh i see the problem you got to get your wisdom teeth out let's get two of them out your, your top and bottom left ones went there they tried couldn't do it for about four hours which is fun uh you know, came back home. They're like, "We'll see you next week. We gotta, we gotta keep chopping at that thing." Was sure. like, I, guy got home. Was like, "No, I'm not going back there. I'm going to an oral surgeon. I'm not sure. dealing with dentists anymore." Went to, uh, actually did hit up Kevin and Paula. They got me their oral surgeon. Went there, um, uh, and he was able to get the job done. He was like, "Oh, you don't need to get both of them done. Just do one of them for now. We'll come back to the second one later on. Just get one of them done." Got that one broken off. <laughs> which is great. Uh, and it now broke off. What does that even mean? So apparently for, so apparently I got some big old teeth, uh, which is news to me, but basically when that happens, uh, if your wisdom teeth are too close to like a certain nerve or something, if they take out the whole thing, it might damage the nerve and make oh, yeah. it so that you don't have feeling in like your bottom, like your lip and like your chin area. Yeah. That, and that, that was a thing for, for me as well. When they, not, uh, I got knocked out for mine and they're like, we're still going to go through with it, but there's like a 50, 50 chance for you that you'll wake up and you'll never have a feeling in part of your mouth again. I was like, Oh, that's yeah. Fine. Like, a yeah. Senior. 
and so basically the the way they do it is they break off like some of the like some of the root of the tooth can stay in there with no problem but they break off part of it and let me tell you that that's not even the that's not the worst of it the first dentist that i went to that's not the oral surgeon when he was having troubles trouble trying to get my my teeth out and this is a this is a thing that's standard this isn't like a he was fucking up kind of thing but basically they in order to try and get the the tooth out they break it up like while it's still in your mouth like okay they break it while it's still in there and like for me i wasn't put under i was why didn't you go under I don't know. He just didn't present it as an option, so I was like, "Oh, maybe this is just the default things that they do while you're, while you're while you're awake." And I was like, "All right, well, I'm already here. Spider Verse is on is on TV. Sure, fair. You know." And I was like, "I was already like probably 20 minutes in, and I was like, I'll just watch the rest of this while I'm here." Um, but yeah, no, dude was dude was breaking my tooth while it was still in my mouth, and I heard that whole thing going down and legit horror, like some straight up spooky Halloween orange and black type horror going on but i say all that to say that right now i am a new man i love halloween my favorite hol- holiday of the year that's fine but- i don't mind you coming out of this near-death experience with your wisdom tooth understanding the the the, the glory that is halloween i'm just not sure it. where the lies and the truth you know meet for you where this all happened that's what the holiday is all about man i mean here's the thing just don't be that's a coward screenshot me your conversation with the oh, uh, spirit halloween and text to me and or slack it to me all right i'll slack it to you yeah all right fun Anyways, like I was saying at the front, we said, you know, this is your first show back with uh, your, your new teeth. And the whole thing was we didn't want to push you too hard, so we won't do as long a show. So I'm glad we spent 10 minutes arguing about this damn Halloween suit. You understand? Know what, what? Right now, I'm feeling good enough that I think I could go the whole time. Like, if we did a two-hour show, I think I could make it. Because right now, what, we're 15 minutes in. I've been talking yeah. nonstop. I feel no pain. These painkillers. I, I want. I want oh, at Jesus an hour God. in. At an hour in, I'm gonna do a a pain checkup on blessing. How about that? But no, it does. He won't even know. We're sticking to the plan. <laughs> we said an hour fifteen, and then fifteen for post show for you because I don't okay. want to push you too hard here. All right, I don't need you. I need you the rest of the week because we've got a big week. But we'll get into that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is PSI. Love you, XOXO. Your weekly PlayStation podcast. Each and every Tuesday morning, blessing and I come together to talk about all the nerdy stuff happening in the PlayStation community. And you come and join us because you love that because you're nerdy PlayStation nerds, aren't you, dorks? Uh, if you want to be serious about the show, you can go to kind of funny or no patreon.com slash kind of funny games over there. You can of course be part of the show with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your PSN profiles, and so much more. But you could also get the show ad free. You can get it with that post show we do, and you could watch it live, just like Alicia is, Madeline is, the Lou is, Nicole is, Game Jumper X is a whole bunch of people watching live right now as we record it. Thank you, of course, for your support. Uh, remember, though, they're watching on Monday. You, if you don't want to give us any bucks, you don't have to. Uh, you can get it at youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Of course, it has ads. It has no post show. All that stuff was over there. He, fuck, motherfucker. He actually had. I'm How, telling you, man. Who tagged you into a conversation with Spirit? How did you get on Spirit's radar? I think they might watch co- kind of funny games. Lifelong dream for me to be uh, t- talking to Spirit Halloween. And here you are just y- yakking it up with Wait, them. did you buy your suit? Where'd you get yours? Yeah, I bought my suit at a Spirit Halloween store last year. Yeah, well, first off, technically kind of funny, did, But yeah, I bought the suit. You bought the suit? First, wow. uh, first time I'm ever wow. hearing this, that this is a long, Couldn't be me. lifelong dream, though, Greg. I can't believe you bought your suit with money when spirit halloween I I, they might they might just understand that i'm I, like out of the people in the office out of the how many of us 10 of us nine, it is nine, four, we're, 
we're doing uh, 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 an, an October Halloween ranking as far as people who are fans of those things. Mm-hmm. Blessing, number one. Yes. Greg absolutely. Miller, lucky to be in the top five. I, I, I would say probably like... <laughs> oh, I would say like... Lucky to be in the top five. Oh, <laughs> you are a little piece of shit and I've never seen it till right now. Mark oh, the man. calendar. Ten, day, 10 months of employment. That's when I figured it out. <laughs> This motherfucker, and he looks so much better in the suit than me. Uh, housekeeping for you. Uh, right now, you can catch my uh, first impressions of Yakuza Like a Dragon up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and podcast services around the globe. Just search for Kind of Funny First Impressions. If you didn't know, all of our first impressions we put up on YouTube go up as a podcast as well. And we really appreciate your subscription and listen over there uh while we have you too we're streaming ghost of tsushima legends this friday 11 30 a.m pacific time it is me and blessing making good on our promise to play this together and stream it thus proving andy cortez knows nothing right blessing oh exactly now are we both gonna wear our, our halloween jackets that day that's the question oh i'm totally down all right cool because yeah, we're the biggest halloween fans you know what i mean I mean, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I'm All the biggest right. Halloween fan. <laughs> well, I'm such the a biggest. fan. I'm such a fan of Halloween in, in the spooky stuff. Let me tell you, I'm right now I'm drinking out of an undead labs water oh, yeah, bottle. Yeah. Is it the same water bottle that I drink spooky. out of all year? Whoa. Yes, but still. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the first party Xbox studio. I just brought that on over this PlayStation pocket. Uh, be like our Patreon producers over on patreon.com slash games. You can get your name read just like James Davis at James Davis makes 248-835-3699. Jeffrey, peep, 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 peep. Long, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, Sancho West Gaming, James Hastings, and Tom Bach. Uh, today, we are brought to you by Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with topic of the show. Dance, 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 dance. Now, Blessing. Greg. You have been on painkillers for roughly three weeks because yes. of getting the new teeth. Are you aware that as we record this, it is October 12th. We are legitimately one month from the launch of the PlayStation 5. It didn't hit me until earlier today. I was trying to plan things out for first impressions. And I was sure. trying to like look like basically look a month forward. And I was like, all right, this week recovered because we got uh Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is up right now on YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny games. All right, next week, maybe there'll be a preview. Who knows what might go down next week? Turns out not many games coming out next week, but we'll figure that out. Uh and then once I got to like three weeks, four weeks down the line, that's when I started noticing that, like, oh, that is next gen preview territory we're entering like we might we may or may not have and i have no idea but we could possibly have a ps5 you know by then which is wild for the me. full disclosure i do not know either <laughs> so i'm not even withholding that goddamn i would love that but also how classic playstation is playstation gonna play this are we gonna get it two days before like you have to get a little bit of a heads up to it but is that possible and yes. like but like they got a game reviews though. Like how do we? Like, they can't do like review events. But I mean, they get it's this weird thing where they can get around it, right? Where you can send out if you're really worried about reviews, you could send out the PS4 versions of all the games. Yeah, you don't get the bells and whistles, but you also don't get nobody leaking the PlayStation Five and stuff. Sure. Like I, I, I don't yeah. agree with it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, and, I, and it is, it is a, it's a fascinatingly weird year as we've said over and over again, uh, you know, because they always go back to, you know, when uh, Scott and I went out for IGN uh, for PlayStation 4's launch in November, or November. <laughs> when we went out for the PlayStation 4 launch in uh, New York and did that hotel event. I forget that was how many days that was, but that was just days before we brought back the first PlayStation 4's to IGN. And so it's like, that's how close they were playing it then. Now, granted, you had played a lot of those games at events at e3 whatever you would touch the place that you touched a dual shock four by that point 
that you had seen the PlayStation uh, run games natively. How you do that with a PlayStation 5 in a pandemic, I don't know. Personally, huge fan of how Microsoft's doing it. Uh, here's the Xbox Series X. W- what, a month and a half early for influencers and press? And like, go ahead, test it out, talk about it, do whatever you want. There's rolling embargoes for it. I wish PlayStation was going to do that. Do I think they're going to? I don't know. I think they would have started doing that by now. And I think the fact that some of their games, uh, or the majority of the games get to go both ways. I don't know if you worry so much about that. If you do send out Miles Morales PS4 code and, and have people play it there and then inevitably be like, yeah, the game's great. Can't wait to see how it runs on a PlayStation 5. I don't know if you try to do... I still don't understand like how they're not doing... Not an event, but like how they're not doing a, all right, cool, drive your, like you do something local, for, I guess in local territories. So do something here in SF at HQ, do something in LA, do something in New York and have just what they do with the Japanese influencers, right? Of cool, you guys are booking, you can send one person in, you know what I mean? We'll stay away. Everything's disinfected. You go to this little room or whatever it is, cardboard shack outside, play it there. Then you leave. We disinfect it for 30 minutes and then somebody else comes in for 30 minutes. Like it's crazy to think we are a month away and we have not played a game with the dual sense. We have not held the dual sense. We have not seen the game. We have not seen the load times. We have not seen the UI. Well, I guess we've seen the load times, but you know what I mean? With your yeah. own eyes off of a demo station. It's ridiculous. What would and you, so how do you play do? that? I don't know. What would you do if you're in the in their shoes? Because the way I the way I visualize it, like how we could have this month this month long ramp up to the PS5 is we basically do a thing where basically right about now we start hitting up influencers and start hitting up media and start hitting, hitting up folks for review and being like, all right, this is what this is going to look like. And about, let's say two weeks from now, two weeks before the PS5 launch, we're going to do like a basically almost like a soft launch of the PS5 where it is. All right. Media has it. Influencer ha- influencers have it. You're able to talk about the hardware. And at that same time, you're also going to do like a big playstation blog post or a wired post that is here's detailing the the ui here's us controlling the message of what the ps5 experience is that is building the hype for that last two weeks leading up to the ps5 that way you do have kind of the best of both worlds of controlling the message while also allowing media to review games and review the hardware and and do all that stuff because they can basically just give us the ps4 versions of all those games like the only game that i believe is not going to going to have a ps4 version of it is what demon souls and like you know that's if if they if they have to delay the review cycle of one game like until launch then i like i don't think that's the end of the world for them but at the same time for a marketing beat i feel like it'd be so so much of a stronger move to have press be able to talk about oh yeah this is what miles morales is like on ps5 all right this is what astro's playroom is like this is what um bug snacks and uh uh little not little big planet Sackboy, Sack yeah, Sackboy is like on PS5. Like that just feels like a way stronger marketing beat that almost feels like strange and counterintuitive not to do. Yeah, I don't understand how they're doing it. And again, to your point, like, <clears throat> and I guess just the timetable of it. So I, I went and did a real quick stuff, right? So mm-hmm. my photos here are from November 11th, 2013. Remember the PlayStation came out in North America uh, November 15th. So we brought in so I, that was me with it right in New York when I we got our uh, PlayStation 4s and I flew back what you assume the 12th maybe the 13th I'm look, trying to see when this event ended through my photos but I have the same million photos now here I am interviewing Shuhei on the 12th so yeah we probably came back on the 13th so the first PlayStations came into IGN the world's biggest video game website what two days before they came out everywhere like again different thing different year but we're also talking about a 2013 strategy versus a 2020 strategy. And so 
yeah, the way I would do it if I was in their shoes is not different from what you're saying in a lot of ways. I mean, or the Greg Miller way of doing it would be to like match Xbox into some extent and send this thing out with a tiered embargo structure of here's what you can talk about in wave one. Here's what you can talk about wave two. Here's how it goes. Games and content will be sent to you as they become available, yada, yada, yada. But in how traditional PlayStation is and how still, even though it's been an abnormal year, how traditionally they've played it, I would expect that we don't get these things until the whole i mean like it's hard to even put a date on it because again like i think they're going to hold this as close as possible because again i don't think they need it i don't think i mean like what do you what does playstation 5 need on launch day from an ign a game spot kind of funny like it's in our own best interest to cover the shit out of the playstation 5 on that day and it's not like they're going to move more units so November uh, 12th is going to be deafening for PlayStation 5, regardless of if the reviews for Miles Morales can post that day because they've been embargoed or whatever, how else is going to go? And then you get into this weird thing of, so does it behoove them in any way to give out code early, to give us uh, Miles Morales code early, to give uh, give bug snacks early on a PlayStation 4, right? Like, there's other ways to play these games, but if you're trying to sell the PlayStation 5, how do you do it? And what kind of dominion does PlayStation have over their partners versus their first parties and where they want to go mm-hmm. do with it? Yeah, like, I mean, and this this may lean more towards the exact point you're making, but I feel like there is some, like as if as a third party, if I'm releasing, and I can't remember exa- what 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 day is Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out? Because I know it comes out on PS5 also. Yeah, is that it, comes out. I think it comes out on the tenth, right? So it's isn't it day and date with Xbox? Yeah, it, it's day and date with Xbox, and then I think it's also okay. day and date with PS5. Well, no, I, yeah, no. I, well, I think it might be it. Well, it's the tenth for sure. Yeah, so yes. it's day and date with Xbox, which means that just the whole. The I would Watch assume it's, just, it's on. Yeah. the Watch on the shelf. Legions thing is confusing me if, too because if, Legions isn't launching on PS5 until the PS5 version isn't coming out until a couple weeks after PS5 launches. Is it? Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's something weird going on with Legions. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, that, then that explains our confusion, Barry. Yeah, because it's 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 day and date. Yeah. Okay, but if, if I'm if I'm a Ubisoft and I'm putting out Assassin's Creed uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, or if I'm a if I'm a sm- smaller developer, right? If I'm a uh, um, a young horses that's putting out Bug Snacks, or if I'm the folks that are putting out the Pathless, I feel like it'd be in their best interest. And again, we're talking about them versus Sony, and Sony obviously has all the cards in their hands, and they're the ones who are going to make the final decisions on this. But it is in those folks' best interest that the PS5 is out there, and people are able to review those games on the PS5. Oh, totally. because that is going to market those games uh in such a great way granted like there is also the expect the xbox series x and like you know that with those boxes out there like that's all gonna happen what's up greg playstation.com confirms that watchdogs legion is a launch title for playstation 5 as well okay okay They're so right. it'll be it'll be their day that and day for interesting back to you sorry but i know like i mean i there's a there, there's a lot that goes into it and like we're we're basically talking about pros and cons of it all right now um but I feel like, you know, to the question of, you know, why does PlayStation, I, or to the point of PlayStation doesn't really need to do this on their end, I think yeah. that's like 100% correct. But I feel like every other factor in this, like every other party in this situation, where we're, whether we're talking about third party developers, or whether we're talking about media and influences, all that stuff, everybody else benefits from that in a way that it feels somewhat selfish that PlayStation wouldn't put out those units to media and everybody else beforehand. Though I guess I, I get it if you do want to go about it that way. and, and have I, it I, I think regardless of which PlayStation we talk about, right, where I talk about, you know, what it was like to work uh, on PS3 PlayStation, what it was like to be a fan of PlayStation 2 PlayStation, to see PlayStation 4 and their rise, right? The one narrative thread that I think unifies them all is that PlayStation loves being king shit. 
and I think, you know, we're talking about like, it, it's, yeah, it's beneficial to your partners, whether you're talking about your media partners who are going to review and play these games and talk about them, whether you're talking about your development partners who are making third party things. Yeah, I'm sure it's 100% beneficial that uh, Bug Snacks again or any of the other third party games want us playing the game on playstation 5 right because they want to be part of that hotness they want they they i assume know how well playstation 5 clicks through for article headlines or at least for us youtube videos and podcasts right but again playstation also wants it to be that on november 12th it is all fucking playstation and that again would happen regardless but it would be a different thing if it's like xboxes where you're not going to see an Xbox Series X unboxing from IGN on uh, the launch day of the Xbox. That'll have happened already. Mm. You've already. There's already been photos of everybody holding their thing, right? Like, you figure if there's all this other stuff, they want it to be this one moment in time rather than spread it out the way Xbox has done. I think they want it to be one moment in time of, cool, here we go. And I hope I'm wrong. Like, I really do. Don't get me wrong. I hope, you know, it's, you know, for a lot of people are taking today as a holiday in America. I hope that... Uh, when this post that we get an email first thing Tuesday and it's like hey everybody let's talk about we're a, we're a month in now let's talk about the PlayStation 5 launch whether that means we're you know sending sterilized units to your house on this day and this time or whatever so you can play five, you know just even if it's just us playing Astro again and uh, you know uh, Sackboy or whatever even if it's just like there's two demos on this thing <clears throat> try it out feel the, the controller go with that way or if it is Hey, we're set, we, you're on the list to get a PlayStation 5 uh, early review unit, so we're sending it to you, and here's the crazy embargoes that you need to hit on it and not talk about and you know sign away your life for. Like All of that would be great and huge, and I would love to have it be that you know whenever the embargoes lift, even if it is November 12th, right? The, the, there is a, hey, guess what? Bam! Here's all these reviews, all these impressions, all these feelings. We're ahead of the game. Rather than it be, shit we are waiting for ours to arrive from amazon oh no this one's been canceled i have one coming from playstation is that going to be here on time like yeah it's it's that usual thing of when you deal with something like this a consumer electronic you want to control mind share and you want to have all eyes on you and what's the easiest way to do that microsoft has been running away with that narrative now in the run-up because it's out there you know, I was using it on uh, uh, Gamescast this week. You know, Alana was doing tests with it on Xcast this week. Like, there's already so much conversation out there about it, which is great and gets me super excited, right? You know, we're talking about Watch Dogs Legion. Like, if they hit me up for a Watch Dogs Legion code and they're like, cool, you can get it on PlayStation 4, we can get your PlayStation 5 code later, or you can play it on Xbox Series X right now. Like, I, I platinum the shit out of Watch Dogs 2, but I would very much be like, oh, let's do it on Series X. Let's give that game. Like, I'm, you know, I, there was this great moment busting that probably wasn't, I don't know if it stood out to you, but when we got codes for The Last of Us, or we got hit up for codes for The Last of Us, I remember putting it into Slack to you and Tim about, hey, I think they're going to come soon or whatever. And you went, finally, some food. And I've always <laughs> remembered that Slack message mm-hmm. from you. And I think that is where we're at right now, where, we are on this precipice of the next gen insanity. And like to a, we're into the fall game insanity already. That's already started. There's a million things. I'm we're embargoed from 3 weeks out now on games we're already playing or have done with stuff, right? And so as that continues to go, the one thing as cool as it is to use the Xbox Series X, it's like awesome. I really can't wait to play a next gen game on it. Not something that's backwards compatible, not just a demo like Yakuza was. Like what's the first game I'm going to play on one of these systems that is a full-blown next-gen title. And that's rad for all of us to get to play stuff early. It'll be rad for the impressions. It'll be rad for the story and journey we all get to go on together. I wish I was having that journey with PlayStation. I wish that we were sitting here going like, 
man, wait till you guys see what the UI looks like. We don't even fucking know what the UI looks like still. <laughs> and granted, I was talking about this on Games Daily. That is a time bomb to say on a podcast because <laughs> any moment now, the PlayStation vlog could easily upload. Hey, here's a video of what the PlayStation UI looks like. But it's such a weird year, and I don't know how you handle this, and I don't know when we get it, and I want it bad. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Also, there's that 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 pumpkin cup again, man. I love it. The colors orange and black. I just love them so much, man. <laughs> like they fill me with such so so much energy. So much excitement. The In holiday, the man, right while here. you were while you were out getting your teeth replaced, there was a whole bunch of PlayStation Five news that happened. Uh, Bear, let me have the PlayStation Five watch graphic. PS5 watch. Thank you. Nailed this. So yeah, one month out, we uh, tabulate them here. The big one while you were gone, blessed that we we have we haven't talked about because you couldn't talk because you had no teeth for a while. Uh, we finally have our answer to backwards compatibility. You put this one in. It is uh, Adam Jess, uh, Jessica over at Tech Radar who writes, uh, Sony has revealed further information on PS5 backwards compatibility via its PlayStation support website. According to the support page, an overwhelming majority of the 4,000 plus PlayStation 4 games are playable on the PS5 consoles, and select PS4 games will benefit from the PS5 console's game boost, which may make PS4 games run with higher or smoother frame rates. While Sony has stated the majority of PS4 games are playable on PS5, it's also provided a small list of games that are only playable on PS4 below. So these are the ones that are not backwards compatibility. It's a list of 10. Uh, DWVR, Afro Samurai 2, uh, TT Isle of Man, uh, Just Deal With It, Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson the Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go Definitive Edition, uh, Shadwin in Joe's Diner. Blessing, you were pretty stoked to play Joe's Diner, right? Oh, dude, I love Joe's Diner back in the day. I'm so sad it's not going to make its way to PS5. It's apparently. a heartbreaker. It's such a big yeah. one. Real Blessing. quick for one of these Yo. games that I actually did play was, was Robinson the Journey. Yeah, that's a VR one. PS4. Yeah, that, that, that needs to just live on the PS4. That doesn't need to come to PS4. <laughs> <laughs> that one doesn't need that. They don't need to no, jump through. That, whatever. that might be one of the worst VR games <laughs> I've ever played. It's hilarious to me that Shadow Complex is on here. Because Shadow Complex was like, you know, so touted as a the Xbox 360 game. Then to have it finally come over to PlayStation. And like, it was after so much people wanted. They've always wanted Shadow Complex 2. And then, of course, it's the game that just can't make it over. Not that it matters, whatever, in the grand scheme of things. But mm. interesting about it. Uh, on top of this, there were some other tidbits in there of like how you can transfer your digital games over. Uh, you can transfer digital games and save data from a PlayStation 4 console to a PlayStation 5 console using Wi-Fi data transfer. You can access PS4 games on a PlayStation PlayStation 5 console directly from a PlayStation 5 uh, external storage drive. Uh, you can use uh, your PlayStation f- Cloud save to get your PlayStation 4 cl- saves to the cloud and then get them down over there. Blessing, when you came out of anesthetic or anesthesia and were able to look at all this stuff, what did you? were you surprised backwards compatibility is working as, at least on page, on the page, mm-hmm. the way we wanted it to? I'm surprised that it's working like this well. I, I expected it to work after we kind of, after we had our back and forth uh, very early in the year, right after that Mark Cerny talk, where it was like, all right, what does he mean that they tested 100 games and most of them seem to work? Does that mean yeah. we're only getting 100 games? What does, what does that mean? After we kind of had that discussion and figure and kind of realized what they meant by that, I had, I had confidence that, all right, at some point, most PS4 games are going to be playable on PS5. And that's pretty much like, that's pretty much all I want is to be able to play most PS4 games on the PS5. Like, I understand if because of the SSD or if because of, how we're boosting works that like that might break some games i get that you know i'm not going to complain about that uh the fact that this is the list of games that they're presenting that don't work and it's a list of games that you know i look at this list of games there's, no, there's nothing here that i 
I don't think there's anything that I've, I've actually played. <laughs> uh, uh, I might have picked up Hitman Go, but like aside from aside from that, actually, I picked up Shadow Complex before. Um, but like for the most part, none of these games are games that I, nece- I necessarily, and I expect most people necessarily care about that deeply. Uh, sure. So much so that they can't just go pick up a PS4 and play. That surprises me that like the whole library virtually is playable. Yeah, that's like, 100%. It's, it's, it's more so like a thank God kind of moment because I, totally. I, there was a chance that this wouldn't be the case. Yeah, it's still, you know, uh, alarming. There's, it, it, you know, whenever we talk about this, I feel especially for this generation transfer between PS4, PS5, I've been so pessimistic about it that them coming out and saying this all, spelling it out last week, actually writing it out, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad to see you doing this. There's still the little things, like reading off the PlayStation blog, right? Because again, I was talking about, you know, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can sync your PS4 game saves to the PlayStation 5 through cloud storage. But then this one, like, please note that the ability to transfer game saves between a PS4 version and a PS5 version of the same game is a developer decision and will vary title by title for cross-generational games. It's still shit like that where you're like, why? Why isn't that? Why wasn't that easier and/or a mandate from you guys to be like, "Hey, oh, cool, you're gonna do the cross-gen thing? Great, it has to work." Like, why is Yakuza getting around that? That doesn't make any sense to me. And again, overall, the majority of games are doing it great. That's fan- That's fantastic. I'm glad it's working the way we want it to work. But still, and now speaking of all this blessing, I saw you uh, tweet about this, and I caught it during on the day. But then Andrea and I on Games Daily got so much into the backwards compatibility stuff, I moved on. Uh, this is from the PlayStation Q&A about all the PlayStation 5 questions answered, right? Also, the PS5 HD camera is not compatible with PSVR on the PS5. You'll need to use the PS camera for PlayStation 4 and the PS camera adapter, no purchase required, to use PlayStation VR on PlayStation 5. And I thought it and you tweeted it and it's the same thing. Then why the fuck did I pre-order this PlayStation 5 camera? Yeah, like it doesn't. And uh, I so I tweeted that, and most people responded like, "Oh, PSVR two, like when they're gonna put out PSVR two on the on Fuck the that, PlayStation." That's and, years and from like, now. Yeah, and I was like, one, that's years from now. If if it happens, two, then sell that sell the camera with the PSVR two. Right now, there's no reason for me to have a PlayStation camera on on the PS five. Like they've not detailed. I don't think I don't think they've detailed any functionality. It'll be the same Twitch streaming stuff. You know what I mean? That'll be why it's there for live streaming, which is all well and good. But I mean, I like totally I'm just in the same boat as you where I pre-order. I'm like, oh, I I just want to have it all ready to go for PlayStation VR. And so that's the thing here where they're like, oh, you know, they've said this before. The PS camera adapter, no purchase required. It's going to be available, which you assume will be taking the proprietary, uh, you know, plug. You put it in and then it goes in USB into your PlayStation 5. That's all well and good, but Alec Bobco writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, has there been any updates on how or when to get those PlayStation VR adapters for PS5? I know they're going to be free, but I don't recall hearing or seeing anything about them. And we're a month out from launch. You're 100% correct, Alec Bobco. As of one month uh, out at 2.41 p.m. Pacific time. No, there's nothing like I it's it's. I mean, I understand that PlayStation VR is such a small part of PlayStation's uh, pie here and what their plans are in their future is and what their curtain is, right? But PlayStation VR has been adopted by the hardest core of hardcore PlayStation fans. Like, yeah, where? where so I, I assume I have to file online to get this adapter. I assume it's not going to be like I get it tomorrow. It's going to take a while to get here. This is... I, I'm I'm being is there's a lot a lot of hyperbole you could say of like this is a death sentence for PlayStation VR. That's not true, but it's definitely a death sentence for me playing any PlayStation VR for the foreseeable future. Where yeah. it's like I'm gonna keep my PlayStation VR, of course, but 
I'm looking forward to disconnecting my PS4 and putting in my PS5. And so, no, I'm not going to then be like, oh, well, I, I really want to clean up that platinum on Iron Man. Better dig out the PlayStation 4 and do this. No, there's a million other games to play in PlayStation 5, whether it is backwards compatibility, whether it is uh, something brand new or an upgraded version of a game. It's a really weird choice that well, I just, how can there not be, and I know that video games are complicated and I'm totally underplaying this, but how can the, the PlayStation I'm playing a PlayStation VR game through backwards compatibility with PlayStation 4. How could it have not been programmed in there to say, all right, cool. When you look for the PlayStation 4 camera, you can also look for the PlayStation 5 camera. Yeah, I, I do. I, it, this is such a small issue that just like I, I feel like the way we're talking about it makes it seem like what like what in the world PlayStation. But it, it is like such what a small issue, such a small issue that when you look at it, it's like, how did this happen? Like, why? How did this become the case that, yeah, like the PS4 camera isn't going to tra- isn't going to tra- well can transition on, but you're going to need the need the adapter. But then the PS5 camera doesn't work with PlayStation VR. You haven't really spoken about your plans for future VR. Like, I th- there is such a weird like there's such weird messaging there, and like there there's such a weird I guess turn of events there in terms of how how these these pieces of hardware are interacting with each other that just doesn't doesn't line up and doesn't make sense and makes it so that like I'm probably going to cancel my PS5 camera pre-order cuz in Me that too. case like what am I use what like I'm not going to Twitch stream uh natively off the PS5 like I don't have I know a lot of people like doing that thing and like yeah if, if you're that person then yeah this is for you but aside from that what am I going to use that thing then like is there are there ga- like maybe there are games that are coming up that like you you're able to market as hey yeah this is what makes the PS5 camera great and this is why you know, certain games are gonna are gonna use it. Like they've not talked about it in any sort of sense that makes me excited. They've not, I don't even think they've even talked about how the PS5 camera is better than the PS4 camera, as far as I understand. I mean, they've put out the stats, but you know that I'm not well uh, enough. Like, the, the, the people in the chat who are watching live, of uh, who, who supported on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone was saying that there's like background removal for the the camera for PS5. Like it is. They have r- talked about that. Like right oh, now, it is yeah. pretty much like just a camera for uh, streaming for Twitch, streaming. but it does have like some better uh, quality improvements for people who are uh, looking to just stream off of their their consoles. So there, there are little that, that upgrades. Is cool. Yeah, and I guess like, and I guess that is cool. And I guess I'm I'm more so speaking for my own, like how I use the PlayStation camera nowadays, which I guess is primarily for VR. VR, yeah, and like I, I guess for a streaming tool then yeah like like do your thing um but i feel like they should be better about communicating like oh yeah or at least like selling it or marketing it because i saw that thing in the when i went and, and pre-ordered the playstation 5 from the playstation store or whatever when i got my my, my sneaker uh sale link thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. me uh you know i clicked it and i saw all the products and it's like oh yeah adding the ps5 to my cart i'm gonna get the car the charging kit because that's gonna be useful oh the playstation camera oh oh, you know what, man, VR, that is going to be really useful for that. Added that in, and now I'm like, all right, I guess I can remove that now because apparently that's just not going to help me out like for anything I'm going to use it for in the near future. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it, and I guess that's the thing about it where especially coming off of, man, you nailed backwards compatibility. This thing that I thought would trip you up in some way and be more complicated than, I, than you were making it seem you fucking crushed. Congratulations. 10 games. That's it. Wow. Huge. Then to move right into this being like, yeah, no, it doesn't work with VR. You're like, what? Like, wait, why? Like you said, when you said it was the PlayStation VR, you know, was going to work on PlayStation five, that it was backwards compatibility with that. It just made sense, right? That you were to be buying this. And so you're in this weird spot of, 
again to where I've talked about it before. Like I know you have the best intentions of making PlayStation VR two, but are you really going to make PlayStation VR two? Which then goes, what? Why would I spend the money on this camera right now when I don't believe that you believe you're going to use it necessarily? Yeah. Well, now another thing that happened in this PlayStation 5 watch is that uh, they're scaling back the PlayStation store. Uh, I'm reading from Haley Williams over at GameSpot. As we get closer to the release of Sony's next generation of consoles, the company is reportedly updating the PlayStation store to push the PS3, PS Vita, and PSP a little further out of the limelight. According to a report on French website Planet Vita, uh, the PlayStation storefronts on web and mobile will soon get rid of a number of product categories, including the other consoles. The leak shows a message sent by Sony Interactive Entertainment about the upcoming change, uh, which Planet Vita acquired from a reliable source and IGN already verified with their sources. The biggest change is that PS3, PSP, and Vita games will no longer be able to purchase be purchased from a mobile or web for- storefront. Uh, they will only be able to be purchased on the apps on the PS3 and Vita. Uh, notably, the PSP store, of course, is already debunked, so you need to buy the PSP games from a PS3 or Vita as well. Uh, according to the message that they have here, it's going to go into effect on October 19th on the web, October 28th on the mobile app. It's included here in the watch because I feel like this again is PlayStation battening down the hatches and getting ready for the PlayStation 5 launch and what that's actually going to be and having you turn on your PlayStation 5 or go to the PlayStation store and have it be simple of cool. Here are the PlayStation 5 games. Here are the PlayStation 4 games. You can play backwards compatible. Enjoy. And I'm, I'm excited to see that bless. No, this is one of those things where I, 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 I get why it's happening. And it is like an exciting thing for, hey, let's move towards the future. Like, you know, PS, the PlayStation Vita, P, the PlayStation 3, and did, did they also say the PSP? Yeah. I didn't realize I didn't realize that was even an option on the on the web stores. But, you know, let's let's phase those out. Let's look to the future. I think that makes complete sense. And it's exciting in the in the idea that, hey, yeah, we're we're pushing on to the future. That said, I am I, there's like a small side of me that is sad that I won't be able to just buy like it if the case pops up that I, for some reason, want to finally buy Persona 3 Portable on the Vita that I can't just do it from the store and then click sure. download and then have that automatically download to my Vita, which probably wouldn't work anyway because it's been off for so long that I'd probably no, your Vita can still it. automatically download. Your Vita can still do it. Yeah, but I'd have to, I'd have to turn it on, though. Like, right yeah, now, it's probably, you have to charge it. Probably and, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, but I understand why that sacrifice has to be made so that the, so that the store can be pushed forward the one thing i want to point out though that i am now reading from the story that i didn't catch before that kind of throws me off guard is that they mentioned that the change will also remove the ability to buy apps themes and avatars through the mobile and web stores sure which i don't i don't get like why would you do that i feel like that's just removing functionality for the for the sake of removing functionality simplicity the store is already a train wreck to look at and find anything on and like you search for Man, I'm really looking for whatever game you're looking for. You get all these damn other crappy things nobody wants. That nobody wants all these shitty mm-hmm. avatars or these weird things. These things that are even loosely tied to it. Like, I think truncating it and simplifying makes a lot of sense. Now, it's funny you bring that up because I'm going to bring in a question that doesn't sound like it applies, but it applies. Grady Flattygraph writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games says hey blessing greg with the ps5 looming oh so close and really the only main thing left for us to see is the ui we all pretty much have our expectations set with that said do you think that there is something extra or no i'm sorry that is something sony can do that will get you even more excited than you already are for me it would be having something alongside the lines of discord integration or something really crazy along those lines love the good work beyond grady from minnesota beyond grady from minnesota I think what's interesting is you start to say, oh, man, 
the themes and avatars won't be there or whatever, it really makes me wonder if they're retiring that and they're pushing away from that. And again, simplicity's sake, where it's like, listen, you turn on your PlayStation 5 and this is what your PlayStation 5 looks like. We're not doing the custom themes. Your UI is a unified thing, at least for launch. That's always something you could do later. But especially if you're <clears throat> trying to come out of the blocks and do something brand new and have this be like we're talking about this moment and especially and i know this is short-sighted and it'll change and yada yada but like for as you love it or hate it the look and size factor but colors of the playstation 5 right it, we always talk it looks like a piece of future a piece of futuristic tech i think having it have a unified look ui wise for everybody who's using it at least for the first year while you might not like that, unifies what the PlayStation 5 is and branding and colors and all the stuff. Just, just the same way that today I learned what the Halloween colors are. You would all know what the PlayStation Orange 5 black. colors are. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Blue and white for this one, maybe a little bit of black in there. Um, and same thing with avatars, where the Facebook integration was so great at PlayStation 4 because suddenly we could have like your real photo be your avatar. And of course, even once they removed that, they then put into the app a way to immediately upload your own photo and have it be what we all take for granted with any social media site we use or comment section we use. I wonder with PlayStation five, if they're trying to strip some of that away and make it be a very personal custom clean interface. I like that. Like I, that, that's the thing I was, uh, I've been thinking about recently. Like as I've been just been thinking about next gen consoles in general is man, we, we've been talking every day on this, in this company about how we can't, we can't wait to see the UI of the PS5. And sure. it really hit me like last night, you know, as I've been like just on my PS4 uh, and my Xbox One X, like thinking about next gen UIs and how that really cements what uh, almost, it, it's a part of what cements that next gen, next gen transition. You know, the idea that I, now every day when I open up my, my, my console or when I boot up my console, I'm created with a new screen. I'm created with a new way to, uh, to interact with, my menus and, and and whatnot. It feels like such a minuscule thing, but it really does. It really is going to define the next what seven years of me playing with this console. And yeah. the idea of them stripping back the stuff that doesn't work or that is bloated or that is unnecessary or that is archaic, you know, thrown in there from let's say the PS3 generation, you know, when we're still trying to figure out what this is, stripping that stuff back and then introducing new things. Like I like the idea of um grady in their question here mentions like yeah like discord integration sounds like it'd be something that'd awesome. be amazing yeah like that type of thing i think could be really cool and if they're able to uh re redo the web store redo the front page in a way where it's like all right yeah this then opens the door for us to have more stuff like that more stuff that is forward thinking more stuff that is hey here's this app and i you know i don't know exactly what the um uh their exact actions here, right? Like removing apps, themes, and avatars. I don't know how this exactly opens the door opens the door for this, but the idea of all right, yeah, let's have a menu that is stuff like Discord, that is stuff like I, I'm just throwing stuff in there, like a Zoom gaming thing. If Zoom gaming was a thing, right? Um, let's. Do you know <laughs> something we don't? No, I wish I did. Um, which I'm surprised. I feel, I feel like they could. I feel like that'd be a good avenue for Zoom. But I digress. Uh, opening the door up for new and cool ideas and applications like that i think could go such a long way i think there was a tweet from andy yesterday that i saw uh where he tweeted about the uh the, like it was, the TV it was menu. this morning i can i can pull it up because it is something that endlessly frustrates me every yes. time i have to watch hbo max i've been watching a lot oh, of oh yeah i saw that last night from him yeah yeah, yeah yeah i've been watching a lot of the boys this weekend uh great show i'm absolutely in love with that show i i'm 
I'm finally now getting into it after uh, years. I feel like I'm super late on it. Um, but yeah, Andy tweeted out the whole TV menu that they have uh, on the PlayStation. And it is so messy. And it is a thing that I've noticed that I'm not necessarily fixated on because I don't go into that menu that often. Um, yeah, here it Andy, is. Yeah, Andy's showing it right now. Or, uh, Barrett's showing Andy's right now. Yeah, because if like, you remember, before they took and shoved all the apps into TV video, you could just have the app on your home screen. Yes. And it was like, oh, how that's so much easier to go straight to the thing you want. Here, it's always such a bitch of loading the stuff up and getting into where you want to go. Yeah, and I understand oh, the idea of, all right, we're making a games console. Let's find a way to truncate these things so that you can go to a menu item and then watch TV from that menu item. But the way, they did, the way they've done it here is just messy and clunky, and there's so much visual language going on that I'd it's just all over the place if well, they're able to strip I, okay. that back you know with with what they're doing here and try to have another go at it in a way that makes more sense i think that's awesome well what's interesting about it is i wonder how these apps are going to work at launch and if they will like you know what i mean we're all it seems like you're always waiting for whether you're on xbox or playstation uh, one of these apps to get there, right? Like I use the the main reason I was turning on my Xbox One uh, last month was to watch Shutter because there isn't a Shutter app in the PlayStation Four yet or on my TV, and so I do wonder if not they're ditching that by any stretch of the imagination. Not that if they're going full Nintendo where they don't want you using those, but are the apps going to be backwards compatible? Is that something you're going to be going into? Like, are we getting around the screens Andy just showed of the slow loads and the constant scrolls? by the fact that PlayStation should be running faster and doing things better. Like, are we stripping all this stuff away for the .com to get you to use it more? Or are we stripping all of this away from the PlayStation 5 in general to make it a more mainstream device that it doesn't have all this fat on it? Like, you know, Andy focuses on Pluto TV there or whatever, which mm-hmm. I'm sure now that I've said their name and I'm about to say, that, uh, who the hell are they? They're going to be a sponsor in two weeks. But like, it's that idea of like, who do you care about that are they seeing returns on that or do they want to make it hey here's a, a machine that runs games incredibly quickly and you can watch other people play through live at playstation or just the twitch app and i also think you know the thing we're talking about here is removing uh the mobile portal and the and moving the, from the mobile store and the app store right so that or the dot com so that when you get in there you're able to actually find what you want and go through and use it that way cuz even right now i have you know my my.playstation.com open and like personally as somebody who gets a lot of codes and goes and redeems through the playstation store it's not a headache but it's always the get in there all right i want to redeem the code all right hold on relog in get my verification code put that back in redeem the code great now click on a separate list to go to my download list to actually download it to the system like you have to imagine if they're trimming all this fat off of this stuff, it's so that when you go to PlayStation.com and you use the store, it's easy to get what you want and get it on your PlayStation 5 without any fuss and have it actually be a pleasant user experience. Because I think if you're there and you're already shopping on a million different things, and especially if you bought an all-digital PlayStation 5, like why wouldn't you want people buying as fast as possible, going as fast as possible? I think, you know, Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I can bring it in right now. The next story we want to talk about, of course, is the new PlayStation trophies. Another thing, it's broke since the last time we did this, right? I'm reading from the PlayStation blog. Uh, new trophy levels. The first thing you'll notice is the big change to your trophy level. We're increasing the trophy level range from the current 1 to 100 to 1 to nine, 999. <coughs> so following this update, which is already live now, by the way, 
your trophy level will automatically be remapped to the new level within this range based on the trophies you've earned to date. Uh, and then, of course, there's a new calculation new calculation structure. We've implemented a new trophies level uh, calculation system uh, that is more optimized and rewarding. Players will progress quicker through the early levels, and levels will increase uh, more consistently. Platinum trophies will count more towards level progression, making them even more valuable. And then new trophy level icons. With an expanded level, level range, we're also updating the trophy level icon on PlayStation 5, as well the playstation app at a later date currently the trophy icon is just a single gold star but we're adding a few variants and then for bronze silver gold there's three different levels where the tro- the icon looks a little bit different before there's just a platinum level at 999 again this is something for playstation 5 again this is something that is i think changing the way we will all look at each other on playstation 5 which makes me go back to this whole idea of what the dot com is, what they're, why they're stripping out uh, maybe avatars and apps. Like, it seems like they're trying to make it very personal for you to be on here. And I wonder mm-hmm. how that plays into the UI. And then, yeah, what kind of fat or ex- uh, uh, auxiliary apps you're having on there. Yeah, I like this. I hope they, I, I hope it is to build the dot com to be, uh, to be something that is a main way to interact with PlayStation, like i don't I, I know it kind of is that right now the most when i the most of the most of the time i go on the playstation store is through the the uh the website like either on yeah. my desktop or on my phone because i just find it easier that way like if i want to buy a game i feel like t- turning on my playstation it's way easier to the search whole yeah, yeah, yeah it's just yeah it's just way way easier to search on my phone or on my computer and then it's also easier to if i have a code like copy and paste it into the redeem yep. thing um and so like this there's so much ease of use there uh i hope that if i i hope this build this builds towards something substantial and isn't just let's remove functionality just remove functionality that said with the trophy system you know that all sounds cool i'm not a you know i'm not a trophy person and so i don't like i read all this and i'm like i i don't know how much i don't know if this matters i don't know like i i don't i don't really i don't get why you know you're going about this aside from maybe making the numbers mean more because i know this probably means that you have quicker leveling up more totally. numbers to throw at you, all that good stuff. Um, but like, does that? I mean, does it? Does does this signal good change for you? The trophy leveling system. Stale Savior writes into patreoncom games and says, "Hey, Greg and Bless, PSN is updating their trophy system to a point-based system. How do you guys feel about this? It's personally given me a huge drive to continue chasing platinums while I wait for the PS5. Um, as somebody who is obsessed with trophies and does love getting them, I'm." I, I'm not like over the moon about it or anything, but I think it's a good move for sure. I think the fact that you've given more things to strive for and broken it up makes me more interested. It makes me interested in a way I wasn't before for actually getting some uh, more trophies and going for it and actually having that be more of a milestone. Because as you know, I think you've seen with us, like I stopped celebrating changing my level forever ago. Like it was like, whatever, you know what I mean? First off, it took forever and to level it up. Cause I had gotten to that part in the curve where it was just, you had to grind, 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 to actually move the number. And then it is more like, Oh, I hundred platinums, you know, 125 platinum, something like that. Like, or what was it, my 10,000th trophy? Like those were more things that are changing. It wasn't like, Oh my guys stream. I'm hitting level 37 in trophies tonight. Like who the fuck cares? Right. Whereas like for this, the way they've broken it up, you know, I'm uh, 515 right now. I don't have the PlayStation blog in front of me. Was there a link in this? No. So I forget what the change is. So like my, I'm still the first part of silver. No, I'm in the second part of silver. Hold on. Let's just go to the PlayStation blog. PlayStation blog. Trophies. Um, it's the idea 
that I have another milestone to look out for and that I would mm. be. So yeah, right now I'm in the final silver bracket. I'm in 500 oh. to 599. Yeah, I'm in like which, I'm in the final bronze bracket and like if for me is like as someone who's not nearly as hardcore as you are uh Greg with yeah. with trophies. It is kind of fun of like oh, it'll be cool to like hit a milestone of like totally. getting to the the silver tier rather than just getting to like level uh eventually getting to level 20 in like eight years or whatever because i think i was at like level 15 before all of this or something like that so and so it's that crazy thing of like yeah like oh man okay like i'm 515 i gotta get to five, i gotta get to 600 to switch to gold which i'm not good i don't know how fast i haven't really you know done it popped a few platinums or anything on that my, my easy pile of uh platinums that are waiting me for for Radalika. but once that does start moving, I you know there will be that thing of like, all right, guys, I'm doing a stream. I'm going to switch over to gold. And I want to see that icon change on PlayStation 5. I want to see it flip, flip over. Fun. But st- I'm also st- in I'm also in silver. Me and you are in the, are in the same league. Yeah, but you're not league. you're not top. You're not you're not tier three silver. I mean, right? yeah, but we're, we're still both silver. What are you? You're in the first one there. You're in the three hundreds. Is that what you're doing? You pulling a little three hundred down? All right, we're both we're both silver. How, I think that's how the thing are that you silver? But I have more platinums than you. Blessing. How does that work? Because I've been yeah, playing more games, man. Mm, yeah. I'm yeah. at 310. If I'm being honest, I'm barely silver. Okay, yeah. So you just you you snuck across there. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, like I think it's. I still think that's such a huge chasm. Where and I I don't know how much more you could break it up, but it is that thing of like, man, I'm at 515. And I have to get to 600. Okay, well that'll just happen naturally. But it's a neat thing, and it is a cool. I, I'm excited to turn on my PlayStation 5 for the first time and see the icon updated there. And because sh- right now I don't see that anywhere else, right? Like PlayStation, which we already talked about, obviously. But PlayStation 4, the PlayStation sites, you go to like they're not showing you the new avatar for it. So it's something neat to look for and cool. And but it's not like I'm. I don't have a new fire underneath me that I'm like, fuck, I got it to level. I'm going to go to 999 right now. Like, I got to get to platinum that quickly. Like, especially how I play a lot of PlayStation games. And I'm in at 515. It's like, all right, well, hmm. I'm not going to stay up late. But I do think it's cool. I w- I've been on drugs for most of the last week. Yeah, you have. Were there were there rumors that, like, they're doing more things with trophies that came out? Like, why, There's I, always I, the rumor of that. I could have sworn I saw something that came out last week about how like yeah, for PS5 they're looking at level progression or like trophy progression, I should say, on like individual trophies or maybe I don't know, maybe I misread. Oh no 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 no! I, I'm sorry. I know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. We talked about it there originally. What it was, and maybe this isn't exactly what you're talking about, but I think it is. When we did this news report uh, about the PlayStation uh, trophy switchover or backwards compatibility, I forget which one it was, but one of them, mm-hmm. uh, the PlayStation blog France very briefly in their blog thing said, and on PlayStation 5, yes. we're going to track your trophies. So like God of War, find all the ravens, it would tell you that you had 34 yes. of 50 ravens. And then that got deleted from the PlayStation blog France. So it's something that, again, no, the people who make the PlayStation 5 aren't stupid. The people who care about trophies at PlayStation aren't stupid. They've heard that time and time again, that that's like what achievements has over PlayStation trophies for sure is that it's awesome on your Xbox One to hit the, to the dashboard, look at your trophies, and sh- see how close you are to whatever you're going for. And it sucks that that isn't baked in on PlayStation 5. So yes, I would 100% assume that's happening for sure. Is there anything else at this point that they could do to the trophy system to make you go, oh my god, they did it? Like, is there, any, is there anything else you want from trophies? I mean, leaderboards are cool. It's another thing of like, you know, when I turn on the Xbox and I use it, which I've been doing a lot with the Series X, right? Like, it's always cool that when I when I get the little notifications that I'll scroll by of like, oh man, you've earned three trophies this week, and that puts you here on the leaderboard with your friends. And this is where it's like, the, again, Xbox does such a good job of making it social and reminding you that it's social. Whereas, and, I, and PlayStation obviously has plenty of social features, but 
I feel like I'm always having to pull that on my own of going in and looking at the friends list and seeing what everybody's up to. And then even like wanting to look at PlayStation trophies and like trying to compare trophies when you go in there is such a slow laborious process of it loading as well. Right. Like I, I think that if you know, the tea leaves I'm trying to read here and again, I'm just hypothesizing that they're trying to make it more games focused, uh, cut away the fat. It is more about you and how it goes. Like, the live area on PlayStation is cool. I like that when I turn it on and seeing what's going on and who's popped what trophies. It sucks that they're, it seems like they're always hidden trophies and there's all this other shit. Yeah. Like, there's good ideas there, but it's so buried. And so making that, like, we all love Twitter. Making trophies and PlayStation activity more like a Twitter feed. Like, even the way Play- or Xbox brings in the sidebar, and t- like, when you let it stand by and cycles through news and information about your game and your controller too, but... There's a bunch of stuff like that. Is I mean, is there anything that jumps to your mind? I mean, if they replace platinum with orange and black, you know, that's really the only thing. I just love those colors. It's my favorite color. My was favorite that, color was that question all the way just to set me up for that? Was that your <laughs> no, not plan? no, not at all. I thought about it halfway through your talking. I was like, he's probably gonna really? ask me what I think, and you hurt my. I'm gonna have something in there. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I just love those colors. <sighs> Blessing, Greg. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of PSI Love You XOXO was brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money away every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be and help pay off high interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply, though. Of course, this would have helped me. I moved to San Francisco many, many years ago because I'm old and got a loan. And guess what? They didn't take any of this into account. So I had a bad interest rate. Upstart gets around that, though, and it lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from one from $1,000 to up to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, once your loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot in hurry to upstart.com slash PS to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash PS. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Again, upstart.com slash PS. Blessing, what's happening with PlayStation Picks? I have quite a quite a few games actually for playstation picks of course this is where you highlight a few cool looking games coming to psn this week i want to start off with the big hitters uh the big one being ghost of Tsushima legends and new <laughs> game plus come out this friday october 16th uh you all know ghost of Tsushima legends the multiplayer mode i'm going to read a, a, a like a small snippet from playstation blog i didn't type this down in the doc and so i'm like scrolling through oh here it sure, is been there. uh they write as we announced in august ghost of Tsushima legends is a brand new online cooperative multiplayer experience that will be a free update for all ghost of Tsushima owners a classic element of some of our favorite samurai films is warriors standing together ready to fight as a team in ghost of Tsushima legends you can fight side by side with your friends which is such an important part of filling that samurai fantasy in a whole new 
whole new way. We're so excited to hear from everyone who teams up with their friends and jumps in. And of course, there's multiple ways to play that. You got the co-op mode where you can play with two people. They mean Greg are doing this Friday where we whoop just whoop. play through it. I believe it's like it's like a campaign, right? Yeah, there's a story to it and we're doing that. So you have yeah. co-op story and then four player stuff you can do, including a raid. Yeah, and the raid comes through later, like later down the line. Uh, you got different classes and stuff. You can choose the samurai, hunter, ronin, assassin. Uh, and I believe those are based off of like the mythical uh, stories that you get in the actual single player campaign to go to Tsushima. Uh, Greg, what's your hype level for that? Because I, when I was going through this today for the for the show and like looking back at what Ghost of Tsushima Legends is, I got like I got very excited, like out of nowhere, like with the hope, with the small hope that this ends up being bigger than what it seems like. Because right now, what it seems like is like a small, like, hey, let's you know throw this thing in for people to have fun with, you know, which is awesome. But if this ends up with the idea of, hey, there's uh, co-op content, four-player content, a raid, part of me has my fingers crossed that this ends up being this, like, fan-favorite thing that people go crazy about. And, like, I, I have that hope in me, and I'm very, very excited for this because of that. Once we put the stream down for it and we're doing it on a Friday, I find myself getting more and more excited for it. Where, And I think in my excitement for not having it before it doesn't make sense because we I loved Ghost. So I mean like having more of that and seeing what Sucker Punch has up their sleeve is exciting. And then this idea of playing with you and seeing what it is and how it all sh- like I'm I'm super excited for it the closer we get. I think it's coming out at a good time where you are yeah. we're on that precipice of next gen but we're not there. So to put out a game I, you know one of the games that I I would say is an, it has an argument for game of the year to put out a multiplayer mode that is going to be something so different along with new game plus along with the ability to pet dogs along with this multiplayer thing that's you go into raids and stuff like it's cool that we don't know more about it and i'm excited on friday to find out about it yeah this is one of those things too where i ghost of shima you mentioned game of the year ghost of shima is definitely is i'm not gonna say definitely probably in my top 10 games of the year i haven't really sat down and thought about my list but it's probably sure. in there and i think this this could be one of those things where if it's everything i wanted to be could just push it way up like i've been yeah. i've been wanting an excuse to, to go back aside from platinuming it because i still have like a bunch of open world bloat that i have left in that game that i need to go through and, and clear out aside from that i've been looking for a reason to pick ghost Shima back up because i i really enjoyed my time with that game and this seems like the perfect thing the idea that i can go play this game again with my with my friends and so shout out to that uh also for big hitters and nhl 21 comes out tuesday october 13th and so today if you're listening on the day this releases tomorrow if you're listening to this on patreon right now uh and then torchlight 3 is also coming to ps4 on tuesday october 13th now greg of course we're in my favorite month the month the month of october the month of spookiness what did Halloween, i do to all you that good stuff. what did i do to you that you want to take this from me <laughs> i don't think you understand that when we did the episode where i didn't know orange and black were the halloween colors i got so much like i got i got so much shit i mean you so deserve much, it you so deserve it so many mentions on twitter and it was it was relentless and so now i'm taking it back i'm reclaiming it it's mine now october my month orange and black my colors i love it plus um you you've always been the halloween guy i'll stand i'll stand with you on that <laughs> barrett knows i'm always on halloween i, I, love I gotta candy. i gotta I love stand with my donktober brother here that i understand yeah yeah donktober uh but i've because of halloween because of october i'm gonna do this thing this month and this month only the PlayStation Picks Spooky Pick of the Week. Ooh. Exactly. This week's is Remothered Broken Porcelain. This is coming to PS4 on Tuesday, October 13th. Uh, Barrett, I got a trailer for you if you can play that in the background. The description of the game goes like this. Uh, an emotional journey of horror, tragedy, and love. 
the award-winning survival horror series Remothered returns in the highly anticipated Remothered Broken Porcelain. Serving as a continuation of Remothered Tormented Fathers, relive events from the character's painful past during intense flashbacks and endure new unspeakable horrors in the present day that await them in the Ashman Inn, a mysterious and decaying tomb for its many secrets as well as dangers. This is one that I believe this game was announced last year at, I want to say, opening night live at okay. Gamescom. Um, and yeah, like it, it looks cool. Like it almost gives me like um, uh, dark anthology vibes, you know, yeah, like Man yeah, of the Dark totally. type, yeah. type stuff when you look at it. I don't know exactly, I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but. I don't know. It looks looks cool, and so if you're, I think it looks really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can check it out. I might actually. I wasn't. It wasn't on my radar. Now it is. Yeah, it's out again Tuesday. So tomorrow, as of right now, today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, Uh, and so if you're in for the spooky vibes, check that out. Some non-spooky picks. We got Cloudpunk coming to PS4 on Thursday, October 15th. Uh, a neon noir story in a rain-drenched cyberpunk metropolis. It's your first night on the job working for the Cloudpunk delivery service. Two roles, don't miss the delivery and don't ask what's in the package. In the story-based exploration game, you'll meet a diverse range of characters, including androids, AI, and unscrupulous... Wait, hold on, let me say that again. Unscrupulous... Unscrupulous? I've never heard that word before. Unscrupulous really? humans... Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, like it's usually like you know, uh, it's like Han Solo. You know what I mean? Like gr- oh, they're okay. gonna get it done, but like they're, you know, these kind of you know, like the like young, scrappy, and hungry. Yeah, sure. But like, oh, yeah. they got that tinge to them, right? Of like, they're not people you'd want to hang out with, but like they're like you know, they're gonna get it done. They're gonna do things. Well, you're hanging out with unscrupulous humans at every level of society. Uh, everyone has a story, and and in the course of one night in Novalis, everything will change. Uh. Andy Kelly at PC Gamer gave it, gave it an 80 when this game came out on PC and said, I basically love it. Even if the story doesn't grab you, it's worth playing just to fly around that wonderful city. And it's nice playing a cyberpunk game where you're a regular working stiff, not a corporation toppling super hacker. So there you go. If you want some cyberpunk before cyberpunk, uh, I really like the art style of this game. I'll say that. Like, yeah, I, no, I it looks really might cool. check it out just for that. And then lastly, we got Raji and Ancient Epic coming out on PS4 on Thursday, October 15th. Uh, If you've heard of this game, that's because it was revealed during Nintendo Direct, I believe. I think it was one of of their either it was either from an indie direct or like their their um, partner showcase. Uh, But I'm pretty sure it's actually an indie indie direct because this was like an indie darling that came out a little bit earlier this year. It was one of the indie ones. Yeah, because I remember it was one of the day and date ones. It was it came out uh, the same one as Hades when Hades came. That was the same deal. The description goes like this. Raji, Raji, Raji and Ancient Epic is an action-adventure game set in ancient India. A young girl named Raji has been chosen by the gods to stand against the demonic invasion of the human realm. Her destiny? To rescue her brother, or to rescue her younger brother and face the, the demon lord, Mahabalasura. Uh, Christian Donlin at Eurogamer recommends the game uh, and says, Raji's a shortish game, but a very rich one. The sheer scale of environments and the sense of adventure is, is properly intoxicating. More than anything, I was left with gratitude. This game gave me a window into another culture, and I want to know more. I want to keep learning. The game is generous and heartfelt and magical, and I think it's the beginning of something brilliant. I think I might actually check this game out, because I, when I read uh, 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 Christian Donlin's write-up on Your Gamer, he mentioned the game being shortish, and... I went on how long to beat.com to see like how short and it was like around like I want to say five hours. Okay. And I've been looking for a game that I can play like that I can play from front to back in like a decent amount of time because I feel like I've 
I've had trouble lately trying to, you know, fall into a game after beating Persona 5 Royal. I've been married to that game for so long. And so sure. I've kind of been jumping back and forth between a million games and nothing's been sticking with me. And so I, I think I might make it a thing in the coming weeks to, to try this out and see if I can play through it. Yeah, people were really stoked with it. I remember when it came out. So that makes sense. Yeah. So I have go. it on Switch, but I haven't caught up to it. So there you go. Uh, that leads into what you've been playing. And there's one on here I'm surprised you didn't put in. And it's Foregone. I've been playing Foregone, Blessing. That's out tomorrow as well. Are you aware of Foregone? I am very aware of Foregone. I actually did. I booted it up. And I played maybe about 30 minutes to an hour. I didn't add it because I did, I feel like I didn't play enough to actually talk about it. Talk about it. Sure. But it's a really Did you like cool what game. you got a taste of? I did like what I got a taste of. I think... I went into it expecting something different from what it was. Ooh, okay. I, was just, I was expecting this game to just be Dead Cells. Sure, which sure. I absolutely adore Dead Cells. Dead Cells is probably one of my favorite indie games of the last generation. And so, like, you know, that's high hopes. But it doesn't... And you can probably tell me... tell uh, You know, actually tell me. I don't think it's a roguelite, right? Yes, no. It's got, it has got It isn't, but it has elements of it. So if you're not okay. watching the show right now, ladies and gentlemen, which I always encourage you to do, youtube.com slash games. if Barry can play this on loop for me. Uh, what Forgone is is a 2D action platformer, right? Uh, it actually was in the Kind of Funny Games showcase back uh, in uh, the E3 one that we did. So not there was no E3 this year, the year before, 2019. It was in our Kind of Funny Games showcase there. And so the idea is, yeah, side-scrolling, you're running around, you're beating stuff up. You have a melee weapon, you have a ranged weapon, you then have... Um, the triggers uh two different abilities the ones I, I just unlocked my third but the ones i've been using as i play are the ability to heal whenever i want to and then another one that's like a dash attack where i can dash through enemies and kill them or whatever uh the idea of this one is like it's not roguelike like you start at the very beginning and you're like oh what the hell happened right you die you go back to the hq base or whatever right you can you have none of the uh money or the, the you have gold currency that you're using at the blacksmith to upgrade weapons your gun chucks your uh long swords your armor your you know rings your medallions and then you have a blue currency that name escapes me right now that you can use to level up your abilities and like you know you find different things in this that unlock them and, uh, skill trees for the weapons so that when you're doing this you know you're earning your health back and you can what i've been putting all mine into is this ability that when i damage people i have a x percent chance of tethering them and the tether will give off damage so i can uh, jack up the percentage there on how i'm hurting them and how i'm tethering them and stuff like that anyways though to your point of roguelike or light right like when you die and come back, you lose all the currency you have. But if you go and talk to like the one person in the thing, they can give you back half of what you had. And so then you can spend it on those things. So in there, you'd be like, oh, it's very roguelite, right? But while you're playing the game and you're accruing this, when you find uh, the basically warp points that you can warp back to uh, your base, or if you die where you'd start the game from again, you can, even before you die, go back to base and upgrade these things that way. So there is this narrative that you're dying and restarting there or whatever mm -hmm. being healed there and you know using your stuff that way so it's is, is it's not a full-blown roguelike is it procedurally generated or is it a set map that's something i was reading uh early access reviews about it and somebody mentioned something about that and i think in the way that it isn't in my experience it hasn't been unless it's procedurally generated once i enter but i'm pretty sure it's not um, at all because when you yeah. go through there's a bit of metroidvania in it where you come to branching paths and go, and then if you you know hit your touchpad and go to your map, you see only what you've what you've you know uncovered. And when you die and come back, it's the same map there that you're going through. But I and I, so, and yeah. I don't think that it's you know doing and the that's, generative. That, that's but, the thing that kind of that kind of threw me off is I was expecting it to be that like you know like a hard like roguelite where it is 
Dead Cells, where when you die, everything's gone, um, and you're coming back to a different map. It did seem more on the Metroidvania side than on the roguelite side, which is cool because I one that makes it different to the the action and the uh, the pixel art are both beautiful. really good. Like yeah. the pixel art is beautiful, like gorgeous, like Dead Cells level of gorgeous. Um, and then yeah, the action is cool. The there's there's like a weapon system where you can equip different types of weapons. And you mentioned like the different properties and stuff. Like all that stuff seems really awesome. And I kind of yeah. wanted like I. When I booted it up, I was more in the mood. Like, you were expecting one thing, yeah. Yeah, I had the appetite for a roguelite, and so when I realized that it, it seemed more Metroidvania-ish, that's when I was like, "All right, uh, I'll play this later." <laughs> like, I want to play it still. Um, totally. But, yeah. A quick Google while we were talking. It is not procedurally generated, even if you when you start a level. These are just set levels. You're going through a specific thing and playing it that way. And I'll tell you what, man. Like, looking at it, even I'd be like, "Oh, that's a cool game." Like, I'm surprised by how much it's gotten me. Cause that's not a traditional Greg Miller game. Like the 2d action platformer is not my jam, but I feel that this one is not punishing. If that makes sense, where I feel like so many of these kind of games are, you're going to fail quickly. Whereas this one, I feel like my runs through go on a long time and having that, you know, R2 ability to heal, uh, and as I increase and level it up, right? Like it becomes a bit more, not chess, but I know that I'm gonna. There's, you know, the guy in there has the Gatling gun. That's the thing that fucks me up the most. So if I run in and I, you know, power swipe a bunch of dudes, slide underneath them, attack them from behind, I can get that guy down, get out. Hopefully, you know, accrued more health to spend on myself. Um, same thing with like the bosses, where I think, you know, when I think of games that turn me off, it is that idea of like pinpoint precision, memorize the boss pattern and, you know, do it or don't like Mega Man kind of thing. Right. Where I'm like, Oh, that's just not what I want out of a game. Uh, you know, the first boss I ran into in this clean my clock the first time, but then it was like, okay, wait, don't overthink it. And, you know, wait for him to turn to me, then slide underneath him and attack him from behind. When he turns back, slide underneath, you know, this is his attack dodge and stuff. Like I'm having a great time with it. And I, I wasn't expecting I didn't know what to expect from it, but I'm super into it. It's got a story on top of it. You're an arbiter or some shit. Doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not really draw, be, beating you over the head with it. And it doesn't need to. It's very much like, this is a fun game. And there's a bunch of fun weapons. And do you want to go through and, you know, do exactly what I love doing in games of getting new gear and leveling that gear up and you find better gear and then you drop this. And then how do you want to go through your skill trees? And yada, yada, yada. Now, so, I mentioned, I mentioned earlier in the it. show. Mm-hmm. that i'm looking for our first impressions for for next week and if sure. nothing pops up that is exciting or or that like would overtake this would you want to do a foregone first impressions next week sure buddy yeah that sounds time. like a good time i would like to watch you play this game and explain it to me sure sure i was looking i I have something else embargoed for next week but i don't think it would be mm-hmm. as good a first impression but it could be if you wanted to be we can talk about that off the air because i can't yeah, let's figure it out then i got other stuff coming oh, Greg, uh, but what right i do want to do let's just say redacted i do want to open up though the 2020 oh, no. PSN games oh, no. rank. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, we've been ranking all the PSN games that we randomly play for review or hang out with. Uh, you can keep up with the list at kindoffunny.com slash 104 list. The idea is we can't pick the same game. We can't pick something that's AAA, and it shouldn't be something we are going to play anyway. As you know, uh, Mr. Halloween, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. has a few me? games on me. A few games on me. So I have to start getting my butt in gear and getting things on the, the board here. Otherwise, I got to deal with it. So right now, again, you can go uh, over, like I said, 
kindoffunny.com slash 104 list to see all 52 games we've ranked so far. But right now, I got to decide where I want to put Foregone. Uh, the top 10 are as follows. Number one, Manifold Garden. Number two, Telling Lies. Number three, Fall Guys. Number four, John Wick Hex. Number five, Streets of Rage 4. Number six, Undernight Inbirth. Number seven, Subliminal uh, or Superliminal. Uh, number eight, Hunt Down. Number nine, Star Wars Episode One Racer. And number 10, Round Guard. I'll tell you what. Foregone is going high. I'm having quite a lot of fun with it. And so right away, I have to start going. I'm looking at John Wick Hex. I'm looking at Streets of Rage 4. I don't know if wow. it goes above them or below them kind of thing. I think Streets of Rage 4 is a much more complete video game. Um, I think this gameplay style speaks more to me. But I don't think I can sit here and say that it's a better pound-for-pound pound game than Streets of Rage 4. And again, this is also always our glancing first impression of these games. But it's a fun little list to make. So then the question is, from what you played blessing uh it comes into your realm because right now underneath streets of rage 4 which is where i think this should go we have undernight in birth and then super liminal and then hunt down where would you put uh, based on what you've played is it do you i don't know anything about obviously undernight i don't know anything and super liminal wasn't my jam i mean i'd at least at the very least i put it above super liminal like every, okay. from what i played of it and from you uh what you said you said of it like it's, yeah it seems like a more uh well-rounded experience like the pixel art is gorgeous like there there's a few things in, in super liminal that i didn't absolutely love even though i uh the whole game i did really enjoy um when i'm comparing it to undernight in birth that's when we're, that's really when we get into the apples and door in origins up oranges uh, oranges oranges <laughs> funny uh, it's, it's funny you'd fuck that up because orange is of course a halloween color as i learned this episode <laughs> oh man yeah you know you know uh but hmm Undernight in birth. Hmm. You know what? I'll I'd say put it above. Put it above Undernight in birth. There we go. Number I, six. Undernight, Undernight in birth is is the one where I I think it's a fantastic, like obviously like an excellent fighting game. Um, but I always thought I'd stick with it more than I actually did. I mm. played it for maybe that month and I and I didn't follow up with it, which makes me um, less inclined to put it above some of these great. I games. think that's you know the biggest thing we can give any of these games in terms of because uh, these are all ones we touch on for a little bit and rank a little bit and have a fun little goofy segment with. But if you are drawn to come back to it, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing is I look at even the games I've put on here, like John Wick Hex, I kept on my PlayStation for a long time and then I just deleted it. I was like, I like this game a lot, obviously, but like I'm just not getting back to it. Fall Guys, we all played a lot of. Telling Lies, I'd beaten beforehand and stuff. But even yeah. like, you know, Round Guard, I was so high on. And now it's down to, le- it's not at the top 10 anymore. And I think I only played it one more night after that. Like, it's very interesting what this, but it's, it is one of those things that foregone I want to play more tonight. Will I? <laughs> I've learned yeah. never to say I will because who the fuck knows what's actually going to happen. But I digress. There you go. Your new uh, entry there is foregone at number six on the list. Uh, the other thing I played this week was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Of course, I played it on uh, the Xbox Series X, but it is coming to PlayStation 5, obviously, at a later date. Um, I'll tell you what, Bless, I ha- and uh, obviously there's a first impressions up of this, and I'd love you if you all went and watched that and subscribed to the podcast. Uh, but very short version of, I had a super positive impression of it. You know, I reviewed a bunch of Yakuza's at IGN, and then really as Yakuza started to get really popular here in the West, I kind of stopped playing them because I wasn't reviewing them anymore, and it kind of felt like, not that I was burned out, but I had played enough of them that I was like, ah, I know what this is, and I love it, but I, I, you know, I really respect it. I don't need to play it again. Uh, having a new character here, a new main character, a new cast of characters, the way the story was presented and the way this team of four, I was there when they add the fourth character to the thing, 
plays off of each other, what you can do in the game, obviously the craziness that is the Yakuza open world, and then now this turn-based battle system they've included in it. So it is no longer just the brawler in the streets. Like I walked away like, ah, you know what? When I, when I get this on Xbox Series X, I'm going to want to put a lot of time into it and see what's yeah. up. So it'll be interesting as obviously the launch lineup gets there where it will fall in my actual hierarchy of what I need to play. But first impression was positive, and I'm looking forward to it. So I've also actually played a little bit of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, and I am digging the, the combat system. I was kind of questionable about it when I uh, would see it in, like, trailers and stuff. Because, yeah. you know, traditionally, Yakuza is more of a beat-em-up game. And yeah. I've, I've not played much of, like, any of the Yakuza series. I've only dipped my toes into them. Um, and so seeing this one, the battle system had me intrigued, but also, like, all right, let's see what's going on here. Um, yeah. And once I actually got into it, it was really cool to actually see how it played out. It's, it was really fun. It reminded me a lot of Persona. Um, yeah. And also, like, I want to give a shout out to the English voice acting, which, like, I really feel like really conveyed uh, the goofiness, like the tone of your oh, yeah. <laughs> in ways that I didn't, I, in ways that helped me kind of internalize it um, that I didn't get before. Like, I, I Reading subtitles, you know, you're able to get a lot from it, and also with with the Japanese performances, you're able to get you're able to get quite a bit from it. But you know, for me being an English speaker and, and hearing the voice acting and, and hearing them say some of the ridiculous stuff that actually happens in Yakuza, like that actually drilled it home to me in a way where I was like, okay, I get it. I'm actually digging this world now, and I I, I don't know if I'm gonna play it uh, right off the bat on Xbox Series X just because there's so much happening this fall. Totally, but totally. when it actually makes its way to PS5, I think I might actually give it a go like it seems like yeah. a really fun time what else you been playing i've been so i've been bouncing back and forth between a lot of games um fifa 21 came out and i've, I, I, I've been playing that uh i man fee, me and i go back with fifa like fifa is probably my favorite sports like hard sports franchise like out of like the ea games and just sports games in general if i don't count like a if i don't count like a rocket league or something like that right like fifa is number one to me uh you know play fifa forever it feels like i've missed out on the last couple of entries and so i've not necessarily have gotten to experience volta football which is oh okay yeah that's basically their street mode that they've added where it is yeah 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 yeah, it's like three to five players on a team, and like you're going through. Like, there's a there, in FIFA 21, they have like their own. Uh, they call it the debut, but it's like a short campaign mode that is associated with it, with like acting and or voice acting and like a story and all this stuff. But you're going through. You are playing these matches that are not in actual uh, stadiums. They're they are happening in like the streets of uh, Lagos or um, Tokyo or basically like wherever, right? Like these cool cool locations um you know depending on the rules you pick or what matches you get into you might even not, you might not have a goalkeeper you know if you're doing like a 3v3 rush match you know it is like you know the small goal posts and like you know three people not like street rules kind of thing and which is i think really cool i think it really it's really phenomenal and honestly sure playing fifa 21 so far it's been most of my that's been how I spent most of my time playing the game is through Volta football, mainly because it's been a it's been a different way to play. Like yeah, it it's it's had me lean more towards dribbling and faster ball movement, which I've not like. I, I feel like I, I don't have the ability to do as much in the regular FIFA matches, just because you kind of want to be more strategic and more slow paced and more thoughtful in terms of how you pass around the ball and in terms of how you play and volts football all that stuff is out the window and it is <laughs> it is all over the place they encourage style they encourage skill uh you feel more at an advantage if you can just dribble 
like way better, uh, which I think is just a really fun time. And I've been I've been having a blast with it, played through all the debut and enjoyed it. Um, and I've been playing online, too. Usually when I play FIFA, I play online seasons. I've been doing terrible for whatever reason. I don't know what it is about FIFA 21. I think part of it is that and Greg, this is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Juventus isn't in the game. Dude. And I've been saying since Juventus retired that like it's just going to be tough to see the Arsenal have any game without him. Exactly. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, man. Like Arsenal versus Juventus, you don't get to have that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, like apparently, and I forget, I forget what game it is. I think it might be Pro Evolution that got the rights to use Juventus, which is a team in the game. Um, but they're like my main team. And there's like a replacement team for him or with like the same players. And so like you can still play as Cristiano Ronaldo and like that whole team through like a different name. I just don't like that. Like, I don't, I don't like that pro Evo got the rights to, to you ain't about that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I can't use the kits. Like they've been my team for like basically forever. Like I, I used to use Juventus in like 2000, I think it was like 2005 where I had Del Piero and I was getting it in with Juventus. And I can't believe, sure. I can't believe I can't use Juventus in the same way. It pissed it's me fucked off. Fucked up, man. You it's know fucked what I mean? up. You I don't these like it. People sell out. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been not doing well in online seasons since been killing me. <laughs> um, but multi football, I've been having a blast of time. So I'm playing that. Um, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. Uh, oh. Ever since the, when they went free to play, I sure. I booted up to check it out. You know, with, with the whole crossplay thing and cross progression thing, and I've just not stopped playing. I've been having a blast with it. You I get, you get I, any better at all? Since we last oh, played, Barrett, yeah. I want to rematch with you. What, because uh, I have what, gotten better. Are you ranked? Are you ranked, bro? Yes. And what, here's the thing. What rank are you? I, what rank are you? I, I was in gold one, is what I'll say. Uh, I got I got ranked down <laughs> because I I lost a couple matches. And now uh, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh duos specifically, mm, like two v okay. two mode. That's where I, that's where I got ranked. I'm not I'm not ranked in the other modes. Okay. I was ranked gold and then I lost a couple matches, then it got booted down to silver, okay. which well, pisses me well, off. Well when you go to one v one, you and me, just be prepared to play against a gold three to oh, your shit. person in 1v1. All right. Yo, let's do it, All man. Right. Me and you. Let's go. You ain't got let's nothing. go, baby. You can't touch him. You can't touch Barrett. <laughs> I will, I, I'm making Barrett my, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like a white whale or whatever. Like the thing that I aspire to. Yeah. I'm making I'm making Barrett my goal. All right? I'm going to beat you one day, Barrett. I'm going to beat you. Okay. In Rocket League, to be clear. <laughs> I'm not going to beat Barrett, be Barrett's ass. I'm going to beat you in Rocket League. I though. mean, if it, if it was a physical fight, you could probably beat my ass, to be honest. I don't know, man. I'm really skinny. You seem like you like you got me in terms of like I've got you in weight, face. but like fucking yeah. like physical prowess, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. We can we can figure this out. We can see. Let's organize the boxing match. Okay. Um, Rocket League still great. I love that. I love the cross progression. I'm I've been switching back and forth from my PC to my PS4, and like I never, I never really foresee. I didn't really foresee this being the case. Like this is how I'd play Rocket League, but just having this this convenience like at my door, <laughs> like being able to use it like this, it's great. Um, my one complaint <laughs> it's great <laughs> it's great my one complaint is that if I play like a bunch on my PlayStation 4 and like customize my car and do all that stuff when I switch back to my PC that that means uh, when I first boot up the game 
I get like a bunch of pop-ups that are like, oh, you unlock this, this, and this, and this, meaning yeah. I, these are the things that you unlocked on my PS4. And I if I want to equip those things, I have to re-equip them, equip them and redo the paint jobs and all that stuff yeah, on that, my PC That was game. something that really sucked with like, I, I had a specific look with my cars before they went, like the specific free-to-play uh, Fortnite type of model and stuff. And then they mm -hmm. reset all of that uh, once, they, once they did all that. And I was like, fuck, I forget like what paint job I had and like what colors I had listed. Of course, I remember like what flags I had uh, and, and, and stuff like that. But like kind of funny, right? Uh, sure. I got a GameSpot flag. <laughs> yeah, I got I'm, a GameSpot <laughs> flag. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a kind of funny flag that I, I'm rocking. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. And then I've been dipping my toes in a lot of stuff. I booted up Bloodborne yesterday. And I know that'll make a lot of people happy. Um, I'm now. But then happy. you're going to make them so sad when you don't do anything with it. <laughs> when you yeah, still exactly. don't beat it. I... This is what I'll say. Bloodborne, out of all the games to take a break from, oh man, Bloodborne is a tough one. Because <laughs> I came <laughs> back to it and got my ass beat uh, by many an NPC. And I'm now I'm now in the Forbidden Woods. And let me tell you, Bloodborne does not give a fuck if I've not played the game. They sure do. They don't give a fuck if I if they don't give a fuck about anything. There are, I literally took two steps into this in, into the Forbidden Woods. And I took the wrong step, and I got a tree branch basically just swung at me and killed me in one hit. Game is ruthless. I don't necessarily enjoy that aspect of the game. Like, I, I like the game being hard. I don't like the game being cheap in some places where if you take the wrong step, you're fucked up. Um, but, you know, I, I, like, I guess that's part of the experience. I am halfway through the Forbidden Woods. I, I don't know if, how much I'm in the mood for Bloodborne, though. I might just keep booting up just to see, just 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 to keep experiencing that. Um, You're glutton for punishment. Suffering. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, my glutton for punishment. But yeah, and then also I've been playing a lot of games. Is what I realized now because I keep naming games. Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim. I booted up just to check out. And man, is that an anime ass anime game where the teachers have large breasts and like there's it is basically like the anime stereotypes to a T. That said, I really appreciate the art style and the voice acting seems really good and the art seems really good. Like, it seems like a really cool game. How's but the man, combat? Because I, I feel like uh, the people who have actually been playing it, because I wanted to get into it but then never did, have have said that like the combat after a bit feels uh, a little too samey and uh, kind of predictable. It seems so. There's not much in the in the first few hours that I've been playing. There's not been much like it, the combat feels like a backdrop to tell the story. Like it's not really felt. When you see the trailers and stuff, it looks like it's very um, uh, inaccessible. Like it seems like a strategy game. Yeah. It seems like it, it seems like it's going to be like a really hardcore game. And for all the instances that I've been put into combat, it seemed very straightforward and almost handholdy in a way that I kind of appreciate because I'm not. That's not necessarily my bag. I'm not a strategy game person, um, but it seems straightforward so far. But I feel like at a certain point they're going to really throw me in the deep end and go, "All right, now he, now play a whole match of this game," and that's probably where <laughs> things are going to go south. That said, from what I've experienced so far in the beginning hours, it seems like it's going to be a fun, or not even a fun time. It seems like it's going to be a straightforward time in combat. Like everything seems very understandable. Cool. Like. It looks difficult, but once you actually get your hand on the controller, it's like all the stuff makes sense to me in a way where I'm like, all right, yeah, no, I can keep playing this game and I'll probably understand what's going on. That's what I've been playing. Blessing, it's time for some trophies and chill. This is where you write in with your PlayStation trophy stories. They can be your profiles. They can be anything you want. Today, 
Mitch Crasson writes in and says, PSN, MK79797, I am celebrating. I have officially hit 10,000 trophies this past week with style. A platinum in Predator Hunting Grounds. I do not play multiplayer really, so this is a huge achievement for me. Up next, Neo 2 Plat and trying GTA 5. Of wow. course, we then go to psnprofiles.com slash mk79797. Uh, uh, Mitch himself here is a 501 in the new trophy leveling sport. Uh, 10,004 trophies now, 158 Platinums. And let me tell you how jealous I am, Mitch, that you have this Predators Predator Hunting Grounds trophy. This is one of those, you got to play a lot of this thing. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know if you've paid attention, Blessing. I know you don't care about trophies. I know you didn't like Predator as much as I like Predator. I looked at it, and I was like, maybe over time I'll get there. And, like, I haven't gotten there. Like, you know, as Predator claim 1,000 fire team member trophies. Any claim, sure, but whatever. Do that. There's so many things in there that are, like, these uh, just taking up, adding over, destroy 250 explosive barrels, which, again, like, I, you could grind, and I'm sure that's what Mitch had to do, but yikes. Good job, Almighty, on that, Mitch. I wish I had the dedication Dude, time. Mitch got the Fall Guys Platinum in like August. Like that's actually very impressive. Yeah, Mitch's got a bunch of good ones on here, right? He's got Batman Arkham Knight. Shout out to Barrett. Uh, yeah. He's working on Arkham City. I see here. Yeah, Fall Guys, Control, Days Gone, uh, Final good Fantasy 15, Last of Us Part Two. What's the problem with that one? Just the tr- Riddler trophies? Uh, or the challenge rooms? Riddler, Riddler trophies are just like in general, bitch, in uh, Arkham City. And then, yeah, the, the challenge rooms are are tough. Uh, specific Asylum and City have tough I hate to get uh, trophies specifically for the challenge rooms. Um, Night is easier because they had so many DLC uh, added on to Night. So, if the, like, the base game challenge rooms, you yeah. didn't have, an, like, enough... Uh, like stars to get like certain trophies you could stack on top the the dlc stuff so i, I yeah nice the that. only yeah. batman platinum i have from Same. this arkham series because i Same. hated the arkham asylum challenge rooms in city so i was happy yep. to get away from that but then yeah nope. you're all over the sh- you know, sorry, go good luck with gta 5 also like i don't think that's a, that is not an easy platinum that's gonna take you some time well, i think he's got the stuff though I mean, I I also think he has the stuff because looking at these other platinums, these are some really good platinum trophies. Yeah. Um, he has the Celeste trap uh, platinum, which I know that you can turn on assist mode and that'll help you get through that. But I like to think in my head that um, Mitch is an honest trophy getter and is gonna is gonna suffer through all the difficult modes in that game. Has both Persona Five and Persona Five Royal platinum trophies. Wow. Respect. That's, that's the base game is. I, I would say is like way harder to get the platinum. Yeah. No joke. You. No joke. There. Yeah. Great job, Mitch. Congratulations on ten thousand trophies. We're very proud of you. And congratulations on. I'm scrolling as fast as I can, but you. I looked deep in your trophies. Congratulations on being level five hundred and one. Something blessing will never be able to do. No matter how he's much he tries to tell you, he's a silver like us. That's a silver though, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're all silver. We're all we're but all the silver the family. It's Greg. not the same. It's we're not the same. We're all the you know, silver family. Yeah, I, I'm gonna get to silver with silver. you, Greg, like really soon. Yeah, like we're all gonna be silver, man. Yeah. Ladies silver. and gentlemen, that is P.S. I love you. XOXO for episode 41. Remember, the show doesn't stop here. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Catch our exclusive post show. Get the show ad free. Write in with your questions, comments, concerns. Get the show. Bless up with blessing Eddie Oye Jr. How's your mouth right now? Because you got a little bit of post show to do, but I just want to check in in general. No, I'm doing pretty good. I realized yeah. that pronouncing certain words was difficult. Like I really had to work on orange at that one time, and I think yeah. that was more so I can't move my mouth in certain ways. Sure. But I'm not. I'm not hurting or anything. I'm feeling good. Okay. Well, we're not going to push you too hard, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Remember, peace. I love you. XOXO posts every Tuesday. 
youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe no matter where you get the show thank you for your support consider going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and going a bit further where you can get the post show we're about to do but until next time no it's been a pleasure to serve you